Well, um, okay, so we go Old Testament, New Testament, Old Testament, and uh, Jeff and I were talking about uh, options, and um, since I'm I'm going to be gone for two two Wednesdays, and Jeff will be taking care of what we're studying after that, uh, or during those two Wednesdays, I decided to do one that I thought I could pull off in just tonight, one, a one deal. <laughs> So we're in the book of Joel, which only has three chapters, and we're only looking at first and second chapter of the book of Joel. Um, I'm I'm interested to see what y'all think, and I'm so I'm trying. I'm not going to say very much about it at the beginning, um, and we'll just kind of jump into it, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, so we're in. Look at the new. Oh, this will work. Here. Okay. Sounds dead, so it was charming. The word of the Lord that came to Joel, the son of Pethuel. Um, Joel is the name of a bunch of people in the Old Testament. Um, only this one is wrote, uh, part of the Old Testament though, uh, but he's mentioned several times the word Joel means Yahweh is God. Um, so, but otherwise, we don't know very much about who Joel is, son of Bethuel. We don't know when he lived. He most likely didn't live during the latter. He, he must have still lived while the, the tribes of, of Judah and Israel uh, all the the twelve tribes were still not in exile. My Bible says Job is a prophet of Judah and possibly a contemporary of Elisha. Okay, yeah, that maybe around King Joash, or so he's kind of towards the end of the of Judah and where they were living, but he not. Um, He's not, and it looks funny because he's at the, towards the end of the prophets, but he's not during any of the exile stuff because he never mentions any of that. Um, he do, except he, well, yeah, he doesn't mention uh, Babylon or any of those things about being carried off. And some of the, the tribes that, that kind of pestered Israel all through the years, he doesn't mention those specifically, but... Um, and, and that has a bearing on, I mean, sometimes the historical stuff that I talk about may not mean a whole lot, uh, but it, it does, it does have a bearing here. So let's, let's move on. Um, hear this, you elders, and give ear all you inhabitants of the land. Has anything like this happened in your days or even in the days of your fathers? Now, it, if this is a word for us, and I think it is, I think that the, the that Joel can be applied at many different times. But just ask yourself that that question: that question, um, has anything like this happened in your days, or even in the days of your fathers? Have you, and to, to put it more plainly, have you ever seen anything like what we're living through right now? Um, I agree. I mean, even through the depression, 
that my father's time in World War II. And when they settled this part of the country in the early 1900s, the value system on human life, I've never seen anything like it in my life, where they think wrong is right. Well, when you, uh, I don't, I don't mean to oversimplify or anything, but when you don't know what a girl and a boy is. That's, that's how plain it is. I, I mean, yeah. And there's always been violence. There's been violence since Cain killed Abel. But there's never been such a time as okay. when people thought wrong was right. Was yes. right. 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 But even the violence, it's just, I mean, it's just so much more common now. Well, we had a few Indians to shoot. But it's very normal. I'm, <laughs> I'm part Indian. But it was, anyway. but it was normal. I mean, it it wasn't a, the average thing, and now it's just average. I mean, we we see multi shooting and people just yawn. So, um, and God help you if you ever retire and watch the news too much. It's amazing <laughs> what we've gotten used to. And that's, I I think Mm -hmm. that fits what Sarge is saying. Amazing what we're just used to now. I mean, does any, and so has anything, I mean, does anybody ever surprise anymore? Has anything like this happened? Or even in the days of your father, tell your children about it. I mean, we need our kids to know this isn't the way it always was. Um, Let your children tell their children and their children tell another generation. What the chewing, okay, this is, this is really a strange way to say this, but, but it's this progressive loss, just progressive destruction. What the chewing locusts left, and I don't, I don't know exactly what chewing locusts is, but I don't know if that's like grasshoppers, because when we used to have grasshoppers in Central Texas, well, y'all had them here too, because... But it would, I mean, they'd come in and they would just wipe a crop out in a day. Uh-huh. They would eat that thing up and there'd be nothing left. Um, I never, we never had crops that they ate, but they'd come in and, and our garden would be gone uh, in, in a day or two. What the chewing locusts left, so the chewing locusts come in and he, they eat up their stuff and they move on, but there's still some stuff left. Well, what the chewing locust left, the swarming locust has eaten. And what the swarming locust has left, the crawling locust has eaten. And what the crawling locust has left, the consuming locust has eaten. I mean, so it's just the picture of utter destruction. Mm-hmm. I mean... To the uttermost. Yeah, to the uttermost. Okay. Awake, you drunkards, and weep. And wail, you drinkers of wine, because the new wine. Uh, because the new wine. For it has been cut off from your mouth. So new wine is grape juice. It's fresh. It's fresh fruit of the vine. And um, and what that means? I mean, there can always be wine, even in even after drought. But when there's a drought, and when there's this destruction from the locusts or whatever it is, and and we're not sure whether that means literally or figuratively, all the uh, de- destruction, but but there's going to be this, they're going to lay out this thing where there just isn't any, there just isn't any crop of anything. So the new wine is gone. There's still old wine, even when there is a drought, uh, but the new wine is gone, no fresh. 
for it has been cut off from your mouth. For a nation has come against my land, strong and without number. Now that could be the locust. His teeth are the teeth of a lion, and he has the fangs of a fierce lion. He's laid waste my vine and ruined my fig tree. He has stripped it bare and thrown it away. Its branches are made white. Lament like a virgin girded with sackcloth. I'm a, vir- a virgin normally has a wedding dress, you know. Um, but this one has sackcloth for the husband of her youth. The grain offering and the drink offering have been cut off from the house of the Lord. And the grain offering and the drink offering were a common everyday occurrence. But since there's, since there's no grain and since there's no drink, that's, that's been cut off. It's been cut off from the house of the Lord. The priests mourn. Why would the priests mourn? Well, they also, that means they didn't have anything to eat. If the, if the drink offering and the grain offering weren't happening, mm-hmm. that's where they got their everyday stuff from. Um, so they weren't eating either. That's why they'd mourn. Uh, the field is wasted, the land mourns, for the grain is ruined, the new wine is dried up, the oil fails. Be ashamed, you farmers, wail, you vine dressers, for the wheat and the barley, because the harvest of the field is perished. The vine is dried up, uh, etc., etc. The pomegranate tree, the palm tree, the apple of the tree, the, all the trees are withering. Um, <laughs> did any, anybody remember seeing the movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Mm-hmm. There's... It, they're living in, in the kind of dust bowl days and uh, in the South and it's really rough. Um, it's, I don't, it was the one where they sang, I am a man of constant sorrows. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was a common song. You heard it all in stores and everywhere. There's a, there's a part in it where this woman is talking about how bad things were and said, when, when the, when the, uh, when the wheat ran out, we ate we ate um, sticks, and when the sticks ran out, we ate we ate the dirt. and And George Clooney goes, "That sounds pretty bad. I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty bad." That's the way this is right here. The pomegranate tree, the palm tree, the apple tree, every tree's withered. Surely joy has withered away from the sons of men. Gird yourselves and lament. So sackcloth and ashes again, you priests, wail you who minister before the altar, come lie in all sackcloth. So the picture Job how, and how much he, Job had lost and how he was grieving in that mm-hmm. way. For the grain offering and the drink offering are withheld from the house of your God. So here's the answer to that. Things are bad. So consecrate a fast. Call a sacred assembly Gather the elders and all the inhabitants of your land. So when, when things are bad, and this this was things being bad as far as provision goes, I don't know that that when things are bad, like morally, like Sarge is talking about, when things are bad in any way, that this isn't the this isn't the um, the remedy. This isn't what to call right. for. Is to mm. co- call a con. Consecrate a fast, call an assembly, gather the elders and inhabitants of Israel. Gather everybody into the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord, alas for the day. For the day of the Lord is at hand, it shall come as destruction from the Almighty. Is not the food cut off before our eyes? There you go again, the grain, no grain, How the even the animals don't have anything to eat. The, shop, the sheep suffer, uh, 
and fought down to the bottom. Fire has destroyed the open pastures and a flame has burned all the trees of the field. I don't know if it's literally a flame or just that it's like drought. So they've got, they've had the locusts, the grasshoppers, whatever they are. They've got this drought that's burning everything up. Um, a guy was talking about that he was going down to, at the funeral today, that he was going down to feed his horses and he realized that the grass was crunching underfoot. Mm. And he said he looked down and, and the grass was just dry and it, it was whoosh, whoosh, as he walked across mm. the grass. And he said he realized, wow, there's big cracks in the ground because there's no water. Mm -hmm. The brooks are dried up. The fires destroyed the open pastures. Okay, that brings us to chapter... Uh, a few the, years ago in Haiti, they were making cookies out of dirt. Mud. At where? In, in Haiti. Haiti. Oh, wow. They, yeah, it was on national they news. They showed oil. Them. They had a little oil. They'd make yes. oil with the bread. And they'd sell them. And I don't know how many people show these old men with be, these cookies. Uh, they call them cookies. Yeah. Because they were eating the, that stuff yeah. and it was it was killing them. Anything right. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, I'm positive note. When you said fast, yes. Isn't that what they did with the sun city of Nineveh when Jonah was? Yes, Consumed the, 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 king, yeah. the king called a fast, and all the people fasted, covered themselves, and saw uh, uh, sackcloth and ashes. That's right. Didn't that lessen the blow? Yeah, and that, yeah, God said, I, "I'm not going to, I'm not going to bring destruction on you." After all, that was repentance. Okay, here's two. Here's another example. Okay. I'm not going to just give one. It's okay, just two. Okay, Hezekiah didn't he call a fast? And put the band in front of his army when yes. they went out to meet yes. the Assyrians. Yes. And didn't they find them all dead? Yeah. They had killed themselves? Yeah. Right. They didn't even have to. They didn't fight. They didn't raise a hand to fight. That's right. They also, uh, when King Josiah found the word of the Lord in the temple, yeah. hidden, in a, hidden in the walls somewhere, uh, and I think that they did that to protect the the last remnant of the word from Ahab when he was clearing out the temples and and destroying it. And uh, that he called the fast too. Same thing. So, uh, so and there was no war all the days of Josiah. Yeah, yeah. He lived in peace mm -hmm. then on. Yeah. Um, so that brings us to chapter chapter two. And it starts off with, okay, so he's just said proclaim a fast. Get your, he's, get your hearts right. Put yourself in a position to, to uh, <coughs> repentance. And so the, chapter 2 starts with blow the trumpet in Zion uh, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of land tremble for the day of the Lord is coming for it is at hand. What's the day of the Lord? Not well, Sunday. People say that it's the rapture. Uh, it, <laughs> it's salvation when Jesus. That day of the Lord. Well, it's usually associated with some kind of judgment. The day of the Lord. It, all through the Old Testament, is talked about a day. It's a time of judgment. But sometimes it's the end times, which is what you're referring to, Sarge. Right? That that well. 
I've never seen a time where they thought wrong was right. Okay, right. And it's a global economy. In Ukraine, their harvest there in Russia, they feed the developing countries yes. like Africa <clears throat> and Asia. And if they're cut off, right. they won't have any food to eat. They, so I read somewhere that, I mean, it's right. like an eighth or... And I mean, it's a huge percentage of yes. the world's food is in the little Ukraine. Right. In the grain belt. Look at Oklahoma. Right? Well, now 60 to 80 percent of the well, wheat crop is gone. And if you look through the, the center of the Got United States, that that's where <laughs> that's another, <laughs> I mean, like edibles, another huge, huge percentage. So the day of the Lord, he's saying, for the day of the Lord is coming. Judgment is coming. It's at hand. A day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. And that could be referred to the locusts because I don't know when the locusts come through. It'll block the sun it, out. It'll block the sun out. Yeah. Uh, like the morning cloud, but it could it could also just be figuratively and it could be talking about. Well, it could just be talking about um, war. Mm -hmm. Remember when we talked about Revelation, about all the things that were symbolic of just war? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. The tactical helicopters that they have now have teeth on them. Uh, yeah. And they're dolled up we, to look like, like, like animals. Yeah, that's and if right. you lived 2,000, 3,000 years ago, and you saw that up in the air, you'd think it was a giant locust. Like John in the book of Revelation. Yeah. And if it dropped a germ bomb where it devastated the countryside where nothing could grow. Right. Like Chernobyl. You know, there is some, some symbolic stuff in the Lord when he That's right. gave it out. And when it costs a day's wages for a loaf of bread. Which is what we talked about in the book when we were studying Revelation. That's right. It's gonna, so It's going to be a process of destroying the planet. I mean, with every single prophecy, with every seal that you see, there is a progression of a destruction over the planet. Right. And the well, day of the Lord is when Christ comes to collect. And... Uh, what you see right at the in Revelations, what it says, it says it very clearly when he comes. It says when he comes, it says, and then they destroyed the earth, shall they themselves be destroyed. Yeah. And it also talks about many times through Isaiah and Jeremiah, it says that when the people come back to Zion, finally, to be with the king, it says that he will do the exact opposite of everything that we're seeing right here. That he literally opens up fountains in this wilderness. Well, no, don't go there yet. We're going to get there. Because okay. <laughs> yeah, Joel talks about good there's stuff. There's yes. redemption is possible. But let's, I'm holding off. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm holding off. Run, Hold Pastor, on. Run. Uh, like the morning clouds spread over the mountains, people come great and strong, the like of whom has never been. Uh, a, a people come great and strong, the like of whom has never been, nor will there ever be any such after them, even for many successive generations. A fire, a fire devours before them. This is where I think it may, he may be talking about locusts 
and armies because that yes. seems that he's talking about a, a army there but it also describes what the locusts do a fire devours before them uh, and behind them a flame burns so that's the picture and then we have another parallel picture that fits right along with that the land is like the garden of eden before them before them i mean we got the garden of eden but when they come along Behind them is a desolate wilderness. Surely mm -hmm. nothing shall escape them. Their appearance is like the appearance of horses and like swift steeds. And I mean, if you think about a locust, that's, I mean, like a grasshopper. They do, Their heads do look like horses. Um, um, <coughs> well, what was I going to say? Surely. Okay. So this this could be the destruction that comes from a natural nature's phenomenon like locusts, grasshoppers. It could be a war, then the destruction that comes from that. But I'm, I'm, and we talked about this already a little bit earlier. I'm saying cultural destruction can do the exact same thing. Yes, yeah. Um, the, the whole thing with COVID, COVID destroyed some things. It destroyed directly people. Um, I was talking to somebody today that that, mm -hmm. that um, one of their loved ones committed suicide in in the middle of COVID stuff going on. And I think that we're going to look back one day and see the destruction of COVID, not from COVID itself, but from all of the measures that were taken to try to control it and things right. like that. Mm -hmm. Like. Like, I think my dad died because he didn't get his cancer treatment for those months and months right. at the beginning of COVID because right. they didn't do anything. Right. They didn't do any transplants. They didn't do, right. they didn't know all kinds of things because it, everything was shut down. There was nothing but COVID. COVID 24-7, COVID all the day, mm -hmm. all the time. About yeah. That. Yeah. And how many people come? Depression suicide. and suicide. suicide. Yeah, well, the cure suicide. killed more people and, than COVID. Well, and day. all of the people that re that relapsed on yes. drugs because yes. of depression and yes. just, I mean, fear. And I mean, yes. just, we're yeah. going to see the, that kind of destruction. We're going to see the destruction of the craziness that's going on right now. Um, I, I watched a video where this, I, I'm going to go ahead and share this. This lesbian woman, I mean, she... Which that's, I mean, this woman has a problem anyway. But she says, I'm now the new transphobic because yeah. I like girls. But it's not okay for me to not like a girl that's not really a girl, that's really a man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I don't like a trans girl, now I'm, tra I'm phobic. I'm transphobic. I just hate people. Mm -hmm. And she said, I just, I don't like men and if the if it's a girl that's really a man i'm not going to date that person I mean, that's how crazy we are, people. Exactly. And it's the crazy world. Because yeah. if you wanted to do well, that back in the 70s, public, you would have to get a mental. Kids yeah. Yeah. Wore the mass, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to hinder them for several years, just them breathing in yeah. their own. Mm -hmm. Well. Uh, and, and they say it's. it's a dangerous thing. I don't know if you've seen all the memes that said if you if you um, swam in a 
in a pond when you were a kid growing up. You're probably immune to COVID. Uh-huh. All the things that we've done. Right. And the Acre. pediatrician friend, <laughs> yes. the pediatrician friend of mine said, "You don't ever let your kids use antibacterial soap." He said because yeah. it kills the yeah, organisms that are good for them. And anyway, yeah. he said, and some of those kids need to eat a little bit of dirt. Exactly. You know? Yeah, because everything is antibacterial yes. stuff that you're just, you're getting rid of all your immune you're system. And I shared that because good bacteria as well as and some exposure to even illness it builds up your your system anyway i I can remember back when i was a kid and somebody would have chicken pox it's like Everybody, oh, hell, everybody, bring, you know, everybody bring, all bring your kids, kids in over. so everybody gets all chicken pox all get at chicken pox. once. Yeah. And they That's got what it I did with mine. Everybody and now got it all like, at once. That's right. Well, well and now that you've got a vaccination for chicken pox. Oh, yes. And I'm like, they so So we digress. But I want to say that some of the cultural craziness... It's de- it's destructive, yes, and it it, and in front we in front is the Garden of Eden, but after that destruction comes, behind it is all kinds of mess, and we are in we are set for that right yeah, now. And that's what mm-hmm. it is, culture, because you know the whole idea of homosexuality and transgenderism that that's just that's by nature. I mean, you got people like Matt Walsh and going going wait a second, you know, forty percent of Generation Z. Now claim to be LGBTQT, whatever that kind of uh-huh. stuff is. Uh-huh. It says that's cultural. How did that happen? Yeah. If it was just yeah. natural. It's never been exactly. yeah. That yeah. Much. yeah, that's a cultural like phenomenon and not a right. real legitimate. Right. right. Because before yeah. that, it was less than one percent of the yeah. population. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, no, that's cool still to be. Very far. Yeah. Okay. But that that's a point that I wanted to make. It's Garden of Eden before them and a desolate wilderness spine. With a noise like chari- like the noise of flaming fire that devours the stubble, like a strong people set in a battle array, before them the people writhe in pain, all faces are drained of color. Uh, are you, I'm are you just reading it out loud. Okay, I didn't Sorry. know if we were supposed to hear you or not. No, um, I'm just reading to myself. That people, when they do war, they do not break ranks, they do not push one another, everyone marches in their own column and through. Though they lunge between the weapons, they are not cut down and run to and fro in the city. So this just that's just more of that destruction. And um, I want to try to get to uh, the day of the Lord is great. Uh, the earthquakes before them. Where is that? Uh, the earthquakes before them. The heavens tremble. The sun and moon grow dark, and the stars diminish their brightness. The Lord gives voice for his army, for his camp is very great, for his strong, strong is the one who executes his word. That's Jesus. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who can, who can endure it? Now, therefore, says the Lord, here's the but God. Jimmy, you said that a little bit ago. And here's mm-hmm. but God. Uh, who can endure it? Now, therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. So, so rend your heart and not your garments. Don't just tear your garments. Anybody can do that. That's meaningless. But rend your heart. Return to the Lord, for he's gracious and merciful. This describes how there's always redemption. Um, he's slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. 
Who knows? I mean, even to Nineveh, when it all destruction was all that, that was proclaimed for them. Who knows if he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him? A grain offering and a drink offering. That's, that's those things that they were saying were missing. For the Lord your God, blow the trumpets in Zion, consecrate a, consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the people. He's saying all that again. Um, and, uh, and I want to get to uh, that the nation... Um, okay. That the nations would no longer look at Israel and say, "Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? Who? Why? What happened that Israel is forsaken?" Mm-hmm. Then the Lord. Here's the change. This the the whole up the first chapter and a half of the book of Joel. The first the the half of the book of Joel are um, as destruction, doom, and gloom over everything. But here's where it changes. But God, there's opportunity for redemption, but here it changes. In verse 18, he says, um, then the Lord will be zealous for his land and pity his people. This is, if my people who are called by name, my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, um, I'll heal their land. That's right here. Uh, The Lord will answer and say to his people, behold, I will send you a grain, you grain, and new wine and oil, and you will be satisfied by them. I'll no longer make your approach among the nations, but I will remove far from you the northern army and will drive him away into a barren and desolate land with his face toward the eastern sea and his back toward the western sea. His stench will come up. So God's going to take care of, of the people by destroying this northern army. Whether the northern army is locusts, whether the northern army is actually war, or whether the northern army is these culture wars, the bottom line is that if we'll repent, we don't have anything to fear. God will provide, as always. Russia is straight north from Jerusalem. The what? Russia is straight north from Uh, Jerusalem. Yeah. Russia, Russia, Iran, and Turkey will be the... Well, One's Damascus, and I mean, there's a bunch of places that are uh, are un, and we looked at those in the Book of Revelation. Uh-huh. This is this is for us he, right here, right now, though. Um, I, I think this is a word for America. It could, it is a word for Israel. Obviously, that's who Joel event, originally spoke it to. Um, but the northern army will be destroyed. Fear not, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done marvelous things. This is what's going to come. Do not be afraid, you're, uh, you beasts of the field. He's even telling me, cows, don't worry. God's got you covered. Um, for the open pastures are springing up. The trees are bearing fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their strength. And glad then will be the children of Zion and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he's given you the former rain faithfully. And he will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. Uh, so the rain that used to be and a new rain, this latter rain, something completely new. The, fleshing, the threshing floors shall be full of wheat. The vats will overflow with new wine and oil. Uh, so I'll restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. Here, here's what this is, should always be an encouragement. And we need to always remember these words. 
I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. The crawling locust, the consuming locust, the chewing locust, that thing that brings utter destruction, that there's nothing left. My great army, which I sent among you, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I what, know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. And we are we are the inheritors of a lot of the promises of Israel yeah. as the as the church. We're mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, I am the Lord your God. There is no other, and and people shall never be put to shame. And it shall come to pass afterward that here it is. Look when have you heard this before? When have you heard it? And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all you flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Paul, in his message at Pentecost, so it's in the second chapter of Acts. In that message at Pentecost, he's saying, the prophet, like it's like the prophet Joel said, and, and he was describing... Paul was describing what was going on right then. I mean, sorry, Peter. Peter was describing what was going on. I do that with Peter and Paul all the time. Um, Paul, Paul is describing what Peter's describing what's happening in that in those days right after Jesus is resurrected. Right. But he's also describing something that's going to happen. In yes. that eschatological, in that end times mm-hmm. deal. Because the last days started then. Mm-hmm. The last yeah. days. Pentecost. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. The last two days of a week, of God's week, not man's week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now we're in the last hours. Yeah. <laughs> but, God, but, but that's part of this promise of God providing. And part of the promise, when we're seeing destruction from either armies culture, the locust, whatever it is. In in the middle of all that, God says, but I it'll come to pass, I'm gonna pour out my spirit on all flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, your your young men will see visions and also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I'll pour out my spirit in those days. Wait a minute. Maid servants? Yep. On women, so you mean women, women can preach? Women? Mm-hmm. Women can preach? <laughs> um, well, thank goodness. Otherwise, that was going to be a big trip. That's in the Old Testament. <laughs> that's in the Old Testament, and it's in the New Testament. Is there? God has men servants and maid servants. He has men and women servants. I'll pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. This is going back to that revelation stuff again. The sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there shall be deliverance. As the Lord has said, among the remnant who the Lord calls. Who are the remnant? We are. We are. Yeah, so. You know, you call those things that be not as though they were. And so if we see people as God sees them, we see them saved. Mm-hmm. We see them receiving the Lord. So one of my prayers years ago, my son, it didn't look like it. <laughs> but in he's in church now but saved and filled with the Holy Ghost because I was calling those things that be not as though they were right. and of course 16th chapter of Acts promises our household 
Mm-hmm. So right. praise God. You know, we can call them in. Yeah. Right. They're, they may be out in the wayside, but we can call right. them in. Yeah. Yeah, we got to know where evil abounds. Sin, Sin. grace, grace does much, much more abounds. Much more abounds. Yes. Yes. And so we got to know that, grace. you know, the church is going to be, you know, powerful. God pours out a spirit upon all flesh. We're going to be powerful. We're going to be going across the you know sea and delivering a man from legion that people don't want delivered. I mean, like Paul and, and delivering girls from being sidekicks when, yeah. you know, when the world doesn't want them delivered because that's how they make their money. money. Uh-huh. That's all. So there's a lot. Of, so even in the midst of darkness, which Israel is afraid to approach God because it's dark, consuming fire, we are to go into that and see the power of God. Yeah. And that's and that's something to be excited about. Even if every, even if a thousand fall to your left and ten thousand fall to your right, we are supposed to, no evil may come near our dwelling because we're go, we're pressing into God, knowing He's got our back, He's got our front, He's got our okay. back and got our front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. the The bottom line is we don't have to fear anything, regardless right. of what the that's circumstances right. are. Yeah. And that's but and we also don't have to just wait around. We can we call it that. Yeah. A, Fast, yeah. we can we can call a sacred assembly, yeah. and and yes. we need to do that. Yes, yeah, there's two there's two biggest yes. things you can humble yourself because God gives grace to the humble. He resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. The two best ways to humble yourself is fast, and the second one is cast your care on the Lord. Those are the mm-hmm. two biggest things you can do is to humble yeah. yourself and receive grace. If anybody needs more grace. Does anybody need more grace? <laughs> Always. 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 Take all I can get. And more. I think it's important to note, though, because he says uh, uh, many times, and uh, many times throughout Isaiah, he says, you know, but should I not punish you for all your wickedness? Mm-hmm. He's like, I won't forget it, you know. I, I, there is a time where I'm going to correct you. So for a little time, go inside because I'm going to correct you, but not for long. And then I will come back and show my face. We have to remember Daniel was exiled, and he lived his whole life in exile, believing in the promises mm-hmm. and knowing that God was good, seeing his goodness in his own right. But, you know, we will suffer some, and some of us will just go home in a, in a sense. But there is wrath, and the church will see it. And you know what? It will fall hardest on the church first. And the chaff will be separated from the wheat, in a sense, here already. And casual Christians will become casualties. And the remnant is the remnant. The remnant is the thing that can't be shaken. It's what's left, that's the core. Yeah. Yeah. That's the core of the yeah. church that can't be shaken. But we have seen there are still churches in California that are shut down because they're getting a paycheck from the federal government to stay shut. Mm. We will see... Are? Yes, we will see who is the remnant and we will see who is not. And you know what? Those who are on the periphery, it's sad, but things are going to have to get to such a climax and such a state of horror. They will be crying out for truth. They will be crying out for light because there will be none of it in the world. They will. So many people will be running to the church because that will be the only thing that that makes sense anymore. It will be such a state of insanity because it says that, that the prince of darkness is the prince of the wind. He's the prince of chaos. That's why everything is upside down. Because he is the god of disorder. That's his world. And people who don't want that will go to the only thing that's left that makes sense. And that will be the church. 
That will that's be right. That will the be only the light in the world. And w- so yeah. we just may need to make sure that we don't end up ever. We just can't compromise. No, no. right. No. The truth in love. Yes. The truth in love. Yes. The truth in love. Yes. We um we can't sat like I said last Sunday. We can't be those. Jesus loves you. I mean, uh, uh, given a message that's truth, but not in love. Yeah. We, or with, we need to grace, just too. always yeah. be in the position that we we are truth and 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 that we're available when the world does turn around and go. I need I need a nor- an arrow that points mm-hmm. north. Mm-hmm. I need something that points towards truth. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, we may be praying out says God judge our nation, judge these things, and God's going, no, I got to judge the church first. Mm-hmm. The church, the church yeah. is cleaned out. The church out. always gets judged first well, because they're saying. the most responsible. Yeah, judge, judgment begins yeah. at the yeah. house. Yes, yes. Right. So I'll judge the church yes. before yes. I'll judge the nations. Yes. What? Mm-hmm. Tell them to put that in the first person. Uh, it, it's, uh, the church is a. Uh, Corporate, but the church is me. Put that in the first person. Yeah. Angie. Which part, Sarge? You say. The part where the judgment comes on the church and you. Yes, the judgment comes on me. You prayed for your child to come to the Lord. I've experienced both of these things firsthand. I used to be a boozer. My mother came in the room one day and God help me. I love my mother. She said, I pray that David will fall down and be sick and almost die. It was a curse. But it was a prayer to her. That's it. And, you know, do everything but die. And that's exactly what happened to me. I was locked up in rehab. And I came out of the darkness. That's why I go to this church to this day. But I had to look in the mirror first. And these things have come to pass. When these prophets were writing things about destruction and diet, destruction and and utter no no grain or no no water. We have climate change. We're Africa. Parts of America are splitting because of the droughts. And different parts of the Mississippi are drying up. Mm-hmm. There's, God said that these things would be necessary, the wars and rumors of wars before the end would come. Yeah. My my compass is not so much myself anymore as I've watched Israel has been described as the fig tree since 1948 is when they became a nation again. That's that's about 80 years. Yes, that's how we know that we are in the end times because uh-huh. we have waited two millennia for that prophecy to be fulfilled. They were persecuted by the Germans. <laughs> Yeah. And almost uh-huh. wiped out. All yeah. of persecuted. The whole world was yeah. persecuted. Well, yeah. it's happening in different areas. I mean, again, look at India thinks that Pakistan belongs to India because it once did. Hmm. Syria thinks that Lebanon belongs to 
Syria because it once did. China belongs, thanks to Taiwan belongs yeah. to them because it once did. Russia. Russia and Ukraine. Russia and Ukraine. Vladimir Putin is thinking that the West is surrounding his country by NATO. And, you know, I don't often agree with very many people, but I'm going to say this. Instead of these countries that we can't do anything about, $3 trillion in Afghanistan still fell to the Taliban. In five minutes. Yeah. In a day. You're yeah. absolutely mm -hmm. right, in a day. I mean, one of the politicians said, we ought to be looking on our own borders instead of looking on another country's borders. Mm -hmm. We need to consolidate. And that's where wrong has come prevalent to what's right. Now, when I was growing up, if you were 18 years old, you were considered a minor. How can these people, their own families, parents, yeah. encourage these children to take these sex change? I mean, there's a law against that. We've got a country where mothers murder their children. After they're born. A country, my friend told me today on the radio, that there was an incident where this kid killed his sister and his mother today in the news. Mm. You're right about it. It's, there, there's no fear of the law. Mm -mm. People get mad and just shoot somebody. I'm, yeah. I'm mad at you. It's like that poor teenage girl that all she did was pull into a driveway to back out and turn around and the guy comes out and shoots. Yeah. What is wrong with you? It, it's broke. It's yeah, but when you're so afraid that people are going to come and shoot you, that's was. He had a, had a fear that anybody came was an enemy rather than check the thing out. Mm -hmm. uh, well, don't worry. <clears throat> they come in here, they got to go through me to get to you. <laughs> I don't have that. I don't have that fear. Yeah, the, Lord has no to keep, the Lord has to keep me here, or I'd be gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm betwixt between the two to stay or go. And several times I chose go, but I God think told we me to digress stay. slightly. So let me pray for us. Let me pray before we go. Father, thank you for this group. Thank you for the fellowship that we have. Thank you for blessing our time together. Uh, Lord, like a seed planted, bring your word to fruition in our heart. Bring fruit that comes from just. Uh, just open ourselves up to your word, um, that we'd be a blessing in all the places we go. It's in his name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.